Welcome to Victorious Living. I believe Paul and Silas, you know, demonstrated as much as they could in the stocks, you know, that they were, that they were held up, uh, bound in those stocks with. But I believe that God wants us to demonstrate our praise. I believe God wants us to praise in the, in the, in the face of every difficult situation, every circumstance. I believe God wants us to demonstrate with lifted hands. Well, I don't believe in lifted hands. That's why you don't do it. That's why you don't do it. I mean, that's a simple answer, isn't it? But God wants us to demonstrate by lifting our hand. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us receiving God's grace for your life. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares receiving God's grace for your life. I think sometimes people might put forth some energy trying to get God to see it from their side, their situation, or their circumstance. And when God is asking us to see it from His side, He's asking us to see uh, the uh, help that's available. He's asking us to receive the power that's available. He's asking us to see what He has done for us through Christ. He said, if you're uh, the, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. So the eye, as I said, is, is representative of spiritual vision that sees clearly from God's viewpoint what God wants us to see. So where do we see it at, folks? We, 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 want, we rejoice, we're happy, we do those things that are good, but yet there comes a time we have to sit down and say, am I single-minded? Is my eye single? Am I focused where I should be focused? Am I thinking about what I should be thinking about? So that's in essence, that's what he is talking about. So to have an eye that is single keeps us from a double heart or a double mind. James uh, worded it like this, a double-minded man. And all these scriptures we know, but just because we know them might not necessarily say that we're doing them. Let us therefore, I'd say a double-minded, I'm sorry, James 1.8, a double-minded man divided, one who is divided in their interest. Now, here's a question we ask ourselves because it's not all of this life to live. It's not all of death to die. And I read it a moment ago. We all are going to appear, those who have believed on the Lord, we're going to appear at the judgment seat of Christ. So it's not all of life to live it the way we want to live it. You see, because there is a life that we want to live in our relationship with God that when we do stand before the judgment seat of Christ, that we will receive a reward. So he said uh, in the reading that we did, he said, we'll stand before the Lord and the, he will reveal to us all the good that we've done. And he will reveal to us all the things that are not good that we have done. And his judgment on that will determine what reward that we get when we are there in his presence or that when we're there in, in heaven. So we want a good full reward, amen. 
So he said here, back to James 1, he says, a double-minded man, who one who's divided in interest, that's what that double-minded man is, a double-minded man is unstable. Not for, he's not or she is not firmly fixed in their uprightness of who they are in Christ in all of his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. In other words, the degree of grace working in our life is directly connected to the spiritual vision or single eye of God's will for our life. Now, here's another thing, too, that's important. There are some people, you know, that, that don't necessarily believe. I mean, they don't doubt it necessarily either, but they don't necessarily believe the importance of praising God. And, you know, I believe as David said, I'll praise him in the morning. I'll praise him in the evening. I'll praise him at the noonday. The Bible talks about giving a demonstration of your praise. You must demonstrate your praise. How do you do that, people? You demonstrate your praise with your words. Amen. You demonstrate your praise with your action. How many of you know the Bible tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? They are the place where God lives here on the earth. He lives on the inside of us. So some people think perhaps, maybe some, maybe not you, but some think that, that just because they're saved, they don't need to demonstrate their praise. I believe Paul and Silas, you know, demonstrated as much as they could in the stocks, you know, that they were, that they were held uh, bound in those stocks with. But I believe that God wants us to demonstrate our praise. I believe God wants us to praise in the, in, the, in the face of every difficult situation, every circumstance. I believe God wants us to demonstrate with lifted hands. Well, I don't believe in lifting hands. That's why you don't do it. That's why you don't do it. I mean, that's a simple answer, isn't it? But God wants us to demonstrate by lifting our hands. What is it, what is it, what is it that's in lifting of hands? It is a, it is a, uh, a mode of surrender that we are surrendering our life. We're surrendering our hearts. We're surrendering our being because we are the temple. So what do we do? We demonstrate. Amen. Did you know there's a healing that can come to you when you're praising God? You don't necessarily have to have hands laid on you, but that is one method of healing. But there's healing that'll come to you when you're praising God. I've had that, you know, just praising God. Just simply praising God. Just simply doing what my flesh was balking over. Just simply not doing what my flesh. Why? Because my flesh is in control and my flesh doesn't want, you know, the, obviously Satan doesn't. And my flesh doesn't want to do this, but yet there is God's grace that can work for you in a moment of lifting your hands to God. There is a grace that can work for you and bring help to your life simply by just raising your hands when you don't even feel like it. God can move past your feelings. He can get, he can get bust through your feelings and he can cause your feelings to subside so that the feeling is not so strong. But guess what? He can heal you and heal a person in a moment of just simply lifting your hands and thanking God for his graces. Thanking God for his mercy. Lord, I was a sinner. I was astray. I had no way to get back to you. I was lost and undone. Without God, 
and his son. But what did he do? He reached down his hand for me. He brought grace with him. He brought the spirit of, uh, of God. God brought his spirit with him and he filled our life with help. He filled our life with his mercies and his kindness, his long suffering, all that his graces are to us. He filled our life with it just simply because we did something that our flesh was trying to keep us from doing. So what do we do? We just lift our hands anyway. We may not feel like it. We may not be, feel like running and jumping about it, but there's just something about lifting your heart and lifting your hand to God. There's just something about singing your praises. There's something about shouting your praises. There's just something about standing in the face of all of the adversity Satan can bring your way. There's just something about when you say, Satan, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to lift my hands right in the face of all this trouble that's come my way, and I am not going to let my body control me. I'm not going to let my flesh control me. I'm going to do it whether I feel like it or not. I'm going to do it regardless of what others may think uh, when we're in the public service. Uh, it doesn't matter what they think. It matters what he thinks. Uh, and what he thinks is greater than what they think. Uh, and they don't have any power to heal me. But God has the power to heal me uh, and to make me whole and to make me well. So I'm going to praise God. I'm going I'm to lift my hands. Amen. But don't just sit there without doing anything because God wants to, wants to come to you with his healing power, his delivering power, answers to your problems. God wants to fill you up with his fullness. Amen. So I just simply say, we just simply say, devil, uh, just whistle on, whistle what you want to whistle, uh, but I'm going to shout the praises of God. I'm going to demonstrate the praises of God. I'm going to thank God Almighty who is more than just God to me. He's my father. I am his child, uh, and he, he has made provision for me, and I'm going to praise God. I'm going to praise God. Sometimes we do it when we run. Sometimes we do it when we jump. But sometimes we do it when we lifted our hands. Sometimes we do it with our voice. But when we put them all together, when we put them all together, grace, mercy, help. Oh, I tell you, it comes bushel loads. So we don't want to let the enemy, you know, hoodwink us. I don't know what that means. But we don't want to let the enemy do that to us. Why? Because God said, Paul said it right. Come boldly, come confidently before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Hallelujah. We can help one another, but there comes a time that our help is not quite enough. Not quite strong enough or whatever. And God is there with his help. The grace of God. Paul said, what did he say? Come confidently. Come boldly to the throne of grace so that you might obtain what? You may obtain mercy and what will you find? And find grace to help you. To help. God has sent us a helper. He has sent us a comforter, the Holy Spirit. You have to stir him. 
Amen. Just stir him. Stir him till he starts to feel every part of you, you know. Amen. All right. So here back to Hebrews 4, 16. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace. Come with this great confidence and faith that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So our boldness, our boldness is tied directly to our faith. The greater our faith, the greater is our boldness. The greater our faith, the greater is our boldness. The greater our confidence, the greater is our confidence. The greater our faith, the greater our faith. See, it's a walk, it's a building that we, tra when we're traveling through life down here, God is with us, obviously. We are his tabernacle, amen. And when God moved in, he moved in with all of himself. He didn't leave, you know, he didn't leave any part of himself out when he came into my life. He came into my life with the fullness of who he is. Hallelujah. And so the, his fullness is in my spirit and he's telling me, now take your flesh and conform to what I have put in you, which is myself, and let your flesh become subjective. It's our hope that today's message, Receiving God's Grace for Your Life, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request Offer 46. Today's special offer is 46. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.